In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter here with the 229th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Falcons are in town for their bye week, not going anywhere because they have to get tested. But we um, decided for this episode here, we're just going to take a look at some of the issues Oh, that'll be staring them in the face when they return uh, on Monday and start getting ready for their big matchup with the Saints down in New Orleans on the 22nd. Uh, first, it will be the run game. Second, the blitz slash pass rush, the red zone. And then we're going to look at how Matt Ryan's handling uh, the blitz and his hits and hurries and sacks this year after uh, – Last year's uh, monumental numbers that, you know, was the worst hit year for the quarterback. We'll hear from him, and then we'll give you our thoughts on the playoff situation with the owners setting up a contingency plan that may take eight teams. And we'll give you our position on that. So let's move into the running game. Uh, uh, Coach Raheem was asked about uh, if he was pleased with Gurley so far. And I think he wants to um, maybe have a better average per carry, a few more bigger runs and so forth. But uh, he's been steady, if not spectacular. While the Falcons have averaged 106.8 yards a game, 20th in the league, they're only getting 3.7 per play, which is 30th in the league. You know, you want to have at least four yards a carry. But Todd is uh, 159 for 584. Uh, 308 of that is after contact, 3.7 yards are carry and nine touchdowns. So he's getting it done in the red zone. Uh, Brian Hill is 56 for 243, 109 after contact, 4.3 yards of carry and one touchdown. Uh, his blocking is uh, what's keeping him off the field uh, more. Pass protection. Gurley's doing a great job in pass protection. Uh, also, pass protection lost Edo Smith his role. And Quadriolison is uh, getting that time here in, over the last couple games. Edo only has 12 carries for 41 yards, uh, 12 of it after contact, and 3.4, zero touchdowns. Quadri, uh, Olison only has one carry for three yards, all three after contact. He hammered out a first down a couple of games back. So I just keep the running backs. I throw out the wide receiver and Matt Ryan's rushes because those are uh, bonus plays. But the running backs have carried the ball 228 times for 871 yards, 3.8 per carry, and 10 touchdowns. Nine by Gurley, one by Brian Hill. So that's um, a pretty, uh, hmm, they're just running to set up the pass, pretty much. It's, uh, they're getting the touchdowns in the red zone, uh, not closing out games and so forth. Is an issue. 
when they, you know, people know you running, you got to be able to run the ball, and they haven't been able to do that. Now, we know about the pass rush. They haven't been able to generate one, but we've been tracking it. Uh, it just kind of seemed like Raheem was blitzing more after he took over because uh, he just didn't want to sit there with no pass rush. And so, um, but the percentages were, they're, they're just were uh, only up 3%, and they were still 18th in the league going into Denver. But um, against Denver, they blitzed them 23 times. It went up uh, to 158 on the year from 135. So that was 23 on 73 plays. The main blitzers are 4A Ulukan. He went six times against Denver. He had the sack and four quarterback hits. Uh, Keanu Neal, four, nothing. Uh, Oliver, well, I mean, maybe he got some hits. I didn't write his hits down. Uh, Isaiah Oliver went four times, and Deion Jones went five. But clearly, Foyer is the pass rush. Foyer and uh, Grady Jarrett uh, or the pass rushers. What, you know, Tack got released. And then Dante Fowler's out hurt with the hamstring. So if they can get Dante going, mixing in with the blitzes here uh, with Fourier and Grady, then, you know, hey, that's how they got to go get after it. The red zone numbers, um, offensively, they were 2 of 4 against Denver. So they that, that left them uh, in 28th place in the league. Uh, 52.94%, 18 of 34 touchdowns. So that's not good. They needed another touchdown. Uh, Want to be in the 70s there. Uh, you know, if you're going to compete down the stretch here, you're going to have to get better in these areas. This is why we're, you know, pouring them out. The run, they got to run it better, got to blitz better, get a pass rush better. And um, moving between the 20s is good and everything, but you need touchdowns. And you got to stop people, which they haven't done that either. Uh, Denver was 2 for 2, so uh, the Falcons are 22 or 29 on the year defensively in the red zone. And that's 75.8. You can't be at 52-9, even though you're getting there more than the opposition uh, and then you're giving it up 75% of the time. So, And then those were late. The game was 27-6. to six. You, you can't get those up. And uh, the good teams don't. So they, they're going to they're gonna play a bunch of good teams. So they'll have a chance to prove us wrong right here. Uh, and then um, Matt Ryan, this was worry last year. He was getting hit so much. It was woof. The numbers, I want to check in on the numbers and see if they were, you know, trending favorably for the offensive line. And just a little bit, uh, one of the numbers is still too high in the 20s. Uh, when you add all the pressures, hurries, and hits together, they're still too high uh, per pass attempt. But he's been sacked 19 times, been blitzed 97 times, hurried 38 times, and hit 31 for his pressure number of 88. Add the sacks and hits. That's 50 plus 38 hurries. That's 88. So that's a, um, that's a uh, 88. Uh, I didn't do the whole extrapolation. But last year, just wanted to compare it to last year. 
That's 88 on 236 attempts. 48 sacks. Blitzed 199 times. Hurried 54. And then uh, hit 62. So his uh, hit number was 199. So that 88. Um, see if we can break out some quick math here on the... Um, on the on the pace of how he's being protected, so that's eighty eight divided by nine times sixteen, one fifty six. That's a big drop. That's good for the uh, from one ninety nine to one fifty six on the on the pressures. That's that's a solid line. That's real solid numbers, not spectacular. Could be better. You want that to be in the 18% range, not 23. But uh, Alpha last year, it's an improvement. So uh, we didn't hear Matt Ryan after the game. So we're going to go back and get that. And uh, then we're going to close uh, with our bi-week edition of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast uh, with the um, our thoughts on the playoffs. Let's get you some Matt Ryan here. So, first of all, just how does it feel? You're, you're on a two-game win streak for the first time this season. You got your first win at home. Uh, yeah, it feels good. You know, obviously I thought we did a lot of really good things today. Uh, certainly still have a lot of things to clean up, but uh, to put two back-to-back is good. Now we got to get some rest and find a way to get it to three. Would you say this is the deepest receiver group that you've had in your career? I, I love our group. You know, I think it's uh, it's a group of guys that works extremely hard. They're all talented. Uh, they're all tough. You know, they they you know they they're involved in the run game. They're not scared to go over the middle, catch balls, play physical. Uh, it's a really good group. I've been lucky throughout my career to play with some great players, and uh, this group is is right up there with any of them. Can you um, talk about the, you know, guys like uh, Alameda and Brandon Powell, you know, the work that they put in this week, knowing that Calvin probably wasn't going to be 100% today? Yeah, I think you mentioned both of those guys. Alameda's doing a great job. Brandon's doing a great job for us. Um, you know, they, they were uncertain whether or not Calvin's going to go, but you have to have the mindset that you're going to be in there every week and uh, your number is going to be called. I think both those guys do a good job of, uh, having themselves ready to play week in and week out. And uh, for them to step up and, and come away with touchdowns today was stress. Raheem said the offense kind of stalling, uh, you know, late in the game had more to do with Denver's defense stepping up less than it did offensive miscues. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I think we've got a few things that, that we've got to clean up uh, in that portion of the game, things we can do better. You know, I've, I've got to, uh, you know, take a sack or, or just go down in, in a situation uh, so that we keep the clock moving. But, uh, there's definitely things to clean up. I think everybody needs to look in the mirror and, and figure out what it is that they can do better in those situations uh, so that we can close these games out a little bit quicker. Going back to those young receivers, I mean, how much does having Julio Jones around really just help the development of the young guys? He's an unbelievable mentor. There's there's no question about it. Who is uh, about as generous with his time of teaching people as any player that I've been around. Uh, and, you know, he does a great job. He's got incredible experience, a wealth of knowledge, understands our offense inside and out, and uh, he's certainly, you know, expedited the uh, development of all of those guys. Just pause right there. Yeah, that's Matt Ryan after the game. We're going to go uh, about another 240 of him 
Uh, wrapping up the game, we uh, you know, we do it virtually. Uh, submit our questions, and that's Allison Mastrangelo, the uh, weekend anchor at WSB, is our our chat room moderator, uh, hosting uh, uh, the media and giving the questions to Matt Ryan. So let's go back to that, and then we'll close with our thoughts on the playoffs. We're going to get eight teams or the standard expansion to seven. But let's let Matt finish up here uh, from after the game against the Broncos on Sunday. Did you guys come in with a, a deliberate game plan to hard count Denver's defense to show their hand a little bit? Yeah, I tried to. They do a great job of, of uh, disguising coverage, and so we, we wanted to – you know, make sure we were doing a little bit of everything from a cadence standpoint to try and keep them off balance. Uh, they got me on one or two today, and I feel like I got them on a few. So, uh, you know, I think I did did okay on that, but uh, there were still a few that I, you know, think I could do better. Raheem speaks often of the need for the Falcons to kind of force over uh, their will on the opponents. Do you see the team learning how to win, adapting a different late-game mentality? Well, I saw guys step up, you know, defensively. Uh, Ricardo with a great interception early, uh, good stop, um, you know, there at the end of the game as well, uh, just to get after the, you know, quarterback was huge. So I think guys have just uh, gotten more comfortable in those situations and more confident, and uh, I think that has shown. Do you have uh, any feeling what these last few weeks may mean for the team after the bye week? I think we got to approach it the same way we've been approaching it for, for the last few. We got to go one and zero when when we you know get after the bye, and I think we play New Orleans, so we got to find a, a way to to be one and zero that week, and that's it. Uh, there's a lot that can happen between now and the end of the season, and uh, you know we got to keep our our focus narrow. How much has Julio helped you in your development as a quarterback? He's been a huge part of, of my growth, um, you know, playing with him for so long and, and just having so many conversations with him about how he sees things from his end uh, and then explaining how things, you know, work on my end. Uh, I, I've, I've definitely, you know, seen it in a different light. And he's probably better than, you know, anybody I've been around of, of being able to communicate exactly how he's going to do it. Uh, and then go out there and, uh, you know, being able to do it the first time. So he's an unbelievable talent. He's, he's impacted my career tremendously, and I've been very fortunate to play with him for a long time. What's the plan for you this bye week? What are you going to do with the family? Anything fun, rest? Uh, yeah, during the pandemic, I mean, you, you, you got to be low-key. So uh, we're trying to do everything we can to, you know, make sure we're all staying healthy. Uh, but we'll have a good time playing with the kids and, and just relaxing and getting some rest. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan after the game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, there's a contingency plan that's been passed by the NFL owners. Uh, you know, if they can't get in all the games, uh, what are they going to do? Uh, one of the proposals is that they'll go eight teams, and maybe not reseed, but go eight uh, teams in the NFC and uh, the AFC. Now, the NFC is crazy because everybody, the Saints look like world beaters this week. Tampa Bay looked like world beaters a few weeks back. Uh, so did Green Bay. But all those teams have taken hits. Even Seattle uh, went up to Buffalo and got smashed. So there's no uh, San Francisco's hurt. The Rams are, are iffy, shaky. So, you know, the NFC is there for the 
for the taking would have been there if the Falcons uh, had closed out their games, but they did not. And I'm not going to talk about the Falcons, and, and I'm not even going to look up their playoff possibilities unless they beat the Saints, Raiders, and Saints. They get to 3-3, three and three, then that'll be some time well spent. Uh, but for right now, they're 3-6, and six, outside looking in, needing some miracles. Uh, got to close out games when they come back. Got to run the ball better. Got to run the ball better. Got to run the ball better at the end of games and in the red zone. They got to blitz. Keep blitzing. I like that. But, um, you know, blitzing uh, Drew Locke 23 times. Probably can't do that against Drew Brees. Probably can't do that against Derek Carr even. Uh, Justin Herbert, yep. He's getting 23 times. Probably don't want to blitz um, Tom Brady 23 times. Or maybe you do. He's old. Make him move around. Uh, and, and Patrick Mahomes probably don't want to blitz him 23 times. So, need somebody to step up uh, other than the linebackers to, to put some pressure on the quarterbacks along with Grady Jarrett. So, Got to do the run game. Got to figure out the pass rush from somewhere, somebody. Charles Harris, anybody. Red zone, you know, zipping up and down between the 20s and not scoring is going to kill you. Not That's not going to work here. You're only going to be favored in one of these games against the Chargers, maybe. So, uh, you know, you want to win these games, got to score in the red zone. And got to keep protecting Ryan. Can't let him get hit. Uh, these numbers are, um, you know, way a big improvement, but they could be better, even still. Uh, but yeah, from um, projected 156 uh, sacks, hurries, and hits from 199, that's a big improvement. Uh, so you know, the uh, offensive line has stepped their game up. So we're gonna get out of here. We won't have a Monday Bowtie Chronicles because uh, there's no game to wrap up. And then we'll just swing back in here uh, uh, next Wednesday morning and um, break down the Saints. We were able to watch that game, that uh, annihilation of Tampa Bay on uh, Sunday night. We'll check them out again this weekend. Uh, but, man, Alvin Kamara is doing his thing. And they did all that without uh, Michael Thomas uh, doing much damage. So, we'll, uh, you know, the Falcons went down there and beat them last year after the bye. We'll see if they can repeat that here in 2020. But with that, we're going to get on out of here. 229th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, let's get on out of here right now. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. 
The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.